Coming up, the regular season comes to a close and the playoff field is set. This is Locked On Game to Game, NBA. Every game, every team, every angle. Locked On Game to Game, your team every day. Welcome in. You're listening to Locked On Game to Game NBA. Local experts join us to go over the biggest stories on the hardwood and, of course, recap all of the action for you from yesterday in the NBA. I'm your host, Kainani Stevens. Thank you for making Locked On your first listen every single weekday. The end of the regular season, Minnesota got a win yesterday. They secured that number eight seed in the West, but boy, do they have some other issues going on with their team before they get to that play-in game. Locked On Pelicans goes over their play-in future, while Locked On Timberwolves talks Rudy Gobert, McDaniels, and a whole lot more. It wasn't the refs. It wasn't even the Timberwolves. It was the Pelicans who beat themselves and now have made their road to the playoffs even harder. I'm Jake Madison, host of Locked On Pelicans, up eight at halftime against a team that was literally fist fighting themselves in a wall. It seems like an easy way to get a win and put yourself in prime position to make the postseason. But the Pelicans completely squandered that opportunity. The team reverted the type of basketball that lost them 10 straight games. Brandon Ingram, who had 27 first half points, took just three shots in the fourth quarter. They failed to run sets to create opportunities for Trey Murphy, their best three-point shooter, and the Pels shot one of ten from distance in the second half. They tried to play small against Carl Anthony Towns with Larry Nance Jr., but he finished with just one rebound and a minus ten, while Jonas Valanciunas, who had 18 boards, didn't play in the fourth. And worst of all, this was all self-inflicted, and now as the ninth seed, this team will need to win two straight games to make the playoffs, and if they want to get in, they need to fix what went wrong in this loss immediately. In a game that was an absolute microcosm of this Timberwolves season, the Minnesota Timberwolves held on to beat the New Orleans Pelicans and secured the number eight seed in the Western Conference. The number eight in the play-in will start the play on the road at the Los Angeles Lakers on Tuesday night. I'm Ben Beacon, host of the Lockdown Wolves podcast. Rudy Gobert was sent home at halftime. The Timberwolves trailed by eight at halftime. Anthony Edwards was two of ten shooting at halftime. Jaden McDaniels injured his hand and was out of the game prior to halftime. Things were completely falling apart at the seams, but yet the Wolves were only down by eight. They played a really strong third quarter. Anthony Edwards came to life. Carl Anthony Towns had an extremely strong stretch. And down the stretch, it was all about Ants and Cat. They held on despite the Falcons pushing back. Torian Prince was great. Anthony Edwards, very good defensively on Brandon Ingram in the absence of Jaden McDaniels. And ultimately, Minnesota held on to win this thing by five and got the eight seed. Subscribe to Lockdown Wolves for all things Timberwolves. We're going to break this one down further on the show. The Clippers were able to get a win over Phoenix on Sunday, and for that, they will be rewarded with a whole series against the Suns in the first round. Locked on Clippers goes over L.A. versus Phoenix. The L.A. Clippers were in a bit of a sticky situation heading into the final day of the regular season against the Phoenix Suns. If they won, they confirmed that they'd be playing the Phoenix Suns. If they lost, depending on other matchups around the league, they would potentially be the sixth seed or at worst in the play-in. Hi, I'm Darian Vaziri, host of Locked on Clippers. And the Clippers, led by a second-half turnaround, it was just like Saturday, a tale of two halves. A lazy defensive team in the first half that wasn't really fighting over screens wasn't really rotating to a team that played harder and Russell Westbrook and Kawhi Leonard took over the game yet again and the Clippers also with Norman Powell's 28 points 29 points by Norman Powell helps the Clippers get a 119-114 win in Phoenix and will be coming right back to the Valley on Sunday for game one of Clippers Suns part three 
The Bucks wrapped up that number one seed in the East last week, so they started their bye a little bit early by sitting their stars against the Raptors yesterday. Locked on Bucks looking ahead and hoping that the team takes this time to get healthy. The Milwaukee Bucks end the regular season with a loss to the Toronto Raptors on the road and finish 58 and 24 overall. My name's Kane Pittman. I'm the host of the Locked On Bucks podcast. Uh, the Bucks already cemented the number one seed and the best record in the NBA last week. So that gave them the luxury of resting key players against Memphis earlier in the weekend and then against Toronto today. In fact, Giannis, Drew, Chris, Brooke, they didn't even get on the plane. They didn't bother crossing the border for this Raptors game and the Bucks did lose. But now the big question mark for Milwaukee is simply about health. Chris Milton and that knee. The MRIs came back clean. He's got until next Sunday to be ready for game one. Pat Connaughton and Grayson Allen nursing ankle injuries. And we know Giannis has had knee soreness, wrist and hand issues throughout the regular season. So they will now probably need this week off to get themselves ready for a hopefully a long postseason run. But if you said at the start of the season, the Bucs would be 58 and 24 and enter the postseason with the number one seed, you would absolutely take it. They're in prime position, pole position. Now it's all about health. And we'll see what team they end up matching up with for game one. Check out the Locked On Bucks podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Celtics resting their starters as well, but still got a win in their final regular season game. Locked On Celtics is in to go over everything from the TD Garden. Boston Celtics close out the season with a win. Their subs versus the Hawks subs. I'm John Corrales from the Locked On Celtics podcast here at the Garden after a 120-114 win. Peyton Pritchard with career highs in points, three-pointers, rebounds, assists. He had a 30-point, 14-rebound, 11-assist, triple-double to pace the Celtics, who were just bombing away from three. Him, Sam Hauser, Mike Muscala, all just drilling three after three after three. And closing out the season now with their 57th win. Now the Celtics get ready. They wait to see who they're going to face in that first round of the playoffs with that play-in game on Tuesday. Kind of a good season uh, ending to the season for the Celtics here because they got to rest their guys. Everybody's feeling good. Vibes are good here in Boston. And now they wait to see on Tuesday night who they're going to play. Time to get ready for the playoffs. The Pacers get a win in their final game of the year, while the Knicks got a good showing out of Obi Toppin at just the right time. Locked on Pacers and locked on Knicks go over game 82. Pacers win to close their season, beating the Knicks 141-136. to 136. Crazy high-scoring game for the Pacers, buoyed by rookie sensation Benedict Matherin and the oldest players on the team. George Hill, 37 years old, 5 from 6 from deep. So was Buddy Heald. James Johnson was making plays. The Pacers over 30 crew, they called themselves the OGs, was making some plays for the Pacers in this game while Benedict Matherin, 26 points, 6 assists to season slash career high to close the season strong for the Pacers, who 141, really strong finish to the season with a win. That said, loss might have been a little bit better for draft positioning that it is what it is. They're still tied for 7th in the lottery standings. We'll break down the Pacers' final win, their final weekend, and their draft positioning all on Lockdown Pacers. The New York Knicks close out the regular season with a 141 to 136 loss to the Indiana Pacers. But my takeaway was actually a positive with Obi Toppin, 34 points, seven rebounds, five assists, 13 and 23 from the field, five for 10 from three point range. The shooting has been a revelation this year, but particularly down the stretch, showing that when he's given time and confidence from Tom Thibodeau, he's far better than the 33% shooter. He's been over the course of this season. The second thing that really stands out is his ability off the dribble. It flashed even more 
against the New Orleans Pelicans when he was beating defenders such as Brandon Ingram and Herb Jones, but it continued in this game. And things become very simple for Obi when he's shooting the ball well. All he has to do is one move, a hesitation, and, and showcasing that rapid-fire acceleration that propelled him to being a top-10 pick in the first place, combined with his incredible ability at the rim. He'll get an opportunity, particularly if Julius Randle is hurt, to show it off on the biggest stage imaginable at the end of this week against the Cleveland Cavaliers. A rather uneventful Easter matchup for the Cavs. They rest some of their starters to get prepped for their series with the Knicks. Locked on Cavs goes over a bright spot from Sunday's loss to Charlotte. Hey guys, how's it going? Happy Easter. This is Evan Damrell here, co-host of Locked on Cavs, checking in. Uh, not from Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse because, again, it's Easter. But just to talk about the Cleveland Cavaliers' Sunday regular season-ending loss to the Charlotte Hornets. It doesn't matter, to be frank. Uh, there was no Donovan Mitchell, no Darius Garland. Jared Allen and Evan Mobley played, but they really didn't do much. Um, this is just kind of a feel-out process for the remainder of Cleveland's available players heading into the postseason next weekend against the New York Knicks. And it was just a nice day for Sam Merrill, who led the team with 17 points, which is a career high for him. If anything, this is a good way for the coaching staff to get a better feel for Sam Merrill and also maybe just maybe pin him as some cheap cost control depth heading into the next season. Hear about this and more as a car drives by me on Monday's Locked On Cavs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Memphis dropped their regular season finale to the Thunder, but they got a superb showing from their G League star. Locked On Grizzlies has the details. It was a game in which literally six Memphis Grizzlies players played. Six. One of which hadn't been with the team until recently. Another one had been on a two-way contract, barely played all season. Not much to say about the 82nd game of the regular season, but plenty to say about the next games to come. I'm Joe Mullinax of Lockdown Grizzlies, and I certainly don't want to disrespect what Vince Williams Jr. did, playing all 48 minutes. That's impressive. Iron Man performance for him. Kenny Lofton Jr. playing 40 minutes, scoring 42 points. Zaire Williams showing flashes of what he's capable of, 24 points, 9 assists. But this game had six Grizzlies, as I mentioned before, playing. Seven Oklahoma City Thunder members played. Both teams were not worried about this game in any way, shape, or form. Their eyes were solely focused on what comes next for the Thunder, of course, to play in for the Grizzlies, a close eye on what happens with the Lakers and the Timberwolves coming up this year. Coming up, seasons come to an end, and at least two teams are getting new coaches next season. This is Locked On Game to Game, NBA. Today's edition of Locked On Game to Game is brought to you by Prize Picks. It is a super simple way for you to play daily fantasy sports. All you have to do is pick two to six players. If they score more or less than their prize picks projections, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. You're not competing against anyone, just the projections. So download the prize picks app or go to prize picks to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users receive a 100% instant deposit match of up to $100 with the promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, prize picks will give you $100. If you deposit $50, prize picks will give you $50. So don't forget to enter that promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match of up to $100. Welcome back. You're listening to Locked On Game to Game NBA. I'm your host, Kainani Stevens. Thank you again for making Locked On your first listen every weekday. The Pistons lost their final game of the year, and then they announced that Dwayne Casey will no longer be Detroit's head coach. Locked On Pistons has the details, but Casey isn't going far. 
The Detroit Pistons season is officially over. They finished with 17 wins. They lose Chicago Bulls, yada, 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 all that. That doesn't matter right now. Dwayne Casey is officially no longer the head coach of the Detroit Pistons. He let everyone know after the game that he will not be the Pistons head coach moving into next season. He will be going up into the front office. We do not know what exactly the front office role is, but he will be moving on into the front office. He says that he thinks that now is the right time and that... This team may potentially just need a new voice and that ownership and Troy Weaver have offered him a position in the front office and he will be moving on. Now, going into the offseason, this is potentially, actually not even potentially, this is the biggest offseason of Weaver's time as a GM. Not only will they have another first round pick, not only will they be looking to actually put a good team out there, he will now be picking his own guy. He had, Dwayne was not his guy. He now will have all those things going into the offseason. This is going to be an exciting offseason. Who do you guys think Weaver will get as the new head coach of the Detroit Pistons? No surprise in Houston, Steven Silas was let go after the team's final game of the year, final loss of the year. Locked on Rockets goes over some of the possibilities going forward. Steven Silas is gone. He will not be returning as the Houston Rockets head coach next season. The news dropping at the final buzzer of the final game of this season for the Houston Rockets. The players and coaches weren't even off the court when news started hitting social media that Steven Silas would not return to coach this Rockets team next season. This has been a long time coming. The writing has been on the wall for a while. We predicted this all the way back in January here at Locked on Rockets. It was not a matter of if, it was a matter of when. The Rockets have decided to move on, and now ahead of them lies a head coaching search with names like Nick Nurse, Ime Odoka, Kenny Atkinson leading the way for possible replacements for Steven Silas. What does that head coaching search look like? Who do the Rockets need? What do they need out of the next head coach? We're going to unpack all of that and more coming up on Locked on Rockets. On the bright side of things, the Magic finished up their year with a loss to Miami, but the pieces are in place in Orlando. Locked on Magic, very optimistic for next year's team. This is Philip Rossman Reich of Locked On Magic, and for the final time, the Orlando Magic took the floor, and whether they won or lost against the Miami Heat wasn't so important. What mattered, as is, as it always has all year, is the hope and future that this franchise continues to show. The Magic played well. Franz Wagner had a solid outing. Markel Fultz hit a couple threes, made a big dunk. The Magic did really good things, just as if they've done good things all season long. This team's future is bright, Everyone knows how good this team is going to be and how much, how ready they are to win basketball games. So, of course, the season ends today. The Magic finished 34-40 and 40 in the year, a 12-win improvement over last year. But the future seems so much brighter than that. And getting into back into the play-in play conversation, in not getting eliminated till Game 79, the Magic showed they are ready to win. And next year, with Paolo Bancaro in his second year, Franz Wagner in his third, tons of cap room and two, for, two lottery picks in this year's draft, two potential lottery picks in this year's draft, the Magic are coming. Be ready. On the other side of the spectrum, the Mavericks lose their final game. They enter an offseason of complete uncertainty. Locked on Mavericks goes over the end of a tumultuous season. It's over. The DFW nightmare, the Metroplex nightmare ends for the Dallas Mavericks. And it ends the way they drew it up, I guess. Nick Engstead from the Locked on Mavericks podcast. The Dallas Mavericks fall to the San Antonio Spurs by design to help them in the lottery standings. And this was just a disgusting, gross game. The Mavs scored 14 points in the first quarter, ended up picking up the offense in the second quarter. Jaden Hardy was great in this game, uh, scored a bunch of points. Theo Pinson, the first triple-double by a Maverick 
not named Luka Doncic since 2019, which is just a weird stat that will go down in the history books. That's a weird thing that happened on this day. But this is all about the lottery standings and basically a culmination, a manifestation of how bad this Dallas Mavericks team has been since that game-winning shot against the Lakers a couple weeks ago. They've only had two wins since then. It's just been just a weird ending of a season, a miserable end of the season. And the Dallas Mavericks go into the offseason now with a million questions to answer and not a lot of answers at this point. No playoffs in Washington as the Wizards lost their last game. They're now looking ahead to the draft. Locked on Wizards has a breakdown. What's good, NBA fans and Wizards fans? The Washington Wizards lose the season finale to the Houston Rockets 114 to 109. Uh, there were some good things and some bad things, of course, that came out from this game. Them losing this game, they are now tied for the seventh best lottery odds in the draft lottery. They are tied with the Indiana Pacers. Um, the Wizards finished the season 35 and 47, another losing season in a row for the Washington Wizards. Um, but on the bright side, Quentin Jackson and Jordan Goodwin both posted some of their best games of their careers. Uh, Jordan Goodwin finished the night with 22 points. Quentin Jackson finished the night with 19 points. Corey Kisper had 18 points in 12 minutes and hit five threes. The Wizards were up by 15 but ended up losing this game to the Rockets this, they, as the Wizards lead the league in blown 15-plus point leads. They do it once again for the season finale, but it is better for the Wizards to lose and get the better lottery odds. So we're going to talk more about the season and recap it. Thank you guys for listening. Hail to the Wizards. Peace. That's a wrap for this edition of Locked On Game to Game NBA. Thank you for making Locked On your first listen every single weekday. Make sure you're subscribed to Locked On NBA and your favorite team's Locked On podcast and on YouTube and wherever else you get your podcasts from, especially now with the playoffs getting started. I'm your host, Kainani Stevens. This has been Locked On Game to Game.